time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. With all the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We are in the EFTM Man Cave Studio tonight. <laughs> Episode 285. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. Stephen Fennick joins me from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. G'day, Trevor. Good to be in the Man Cave again. It was you sound good... a little bit nervous, though. No, it was all good. I'm okay. It just, There'll be uh, no Pulp Fiction action here, no, okay? There just won't chill be. out. No, no gimp action going on. <coughs> but we're also, uh, I'm glad that being coming into your country into yeah. your, with my passport, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was no extreme Trump-style extreme <laughs> vetting of any kind. <laughs> Either, which was good. <laughs> no, the executive order, they just ignore me here. Yeah, there you go. We're just completely ignored. <laughs> Episode 285. Thanks to the good people at Nick Gear, all the latest news, information, and, uh, well, maybe some gossip from the Weekend Tech here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. You know what's funny about this is when we talked about when we were going to record and what the topics would be, we knew it was going to be a kind of a mobile data plan heavy yeah. conversation. We've got a lot to talk about tonight with regards to mobile, but little would <laughs> we have expected that our lead conversation would be a Telstra outage. I Man. mean, not yeah. good, not good. Um, it, and yeah. you know what's funny? Um, uh, I was on the phone today to uh, a PR person. And you're obviously not a Telstra customer then. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm a Vodafone customer, <laughs> yeah, thankfully. And, and, I, and I said, listen, I'll, don't worry, I won't bother you on your day off. I'll ring your colleague. And I, I rang the colleague. I couldn't get through. I was like, what's going on here? Five or six yeah. times. And, uh, and I thought, hang on a minute. And I immediately went Twitter, search Telstra, and I'm like, all these people saying something's yeah. wrong. And I'm, oh, hang on. This is like a 135. Yeah. 140 Telstra. And I've got to say, front foot. They go, there's been a fire in one of our exchanges. We're investigating, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, mate, it just went downhill from there. Because, you know, A, the first bit of information we found in, in terms of intricate detail was it was a Chatswood exchange. But Chat, Chatswood exchange in Sydney. That's correct. And but then the fact I'm, that people in Perth. I'm How reading the happen? tweets. There's people in Adelaide, people in Hobart, people in Perth, yeah. people in Queensland. What the heck's going on here, right? a big exchange, that one. It's a massive exchange. And Telstra made that point to me very early. It's a major exchange. So, you know, they, they get it. They get services start restoring at about 3.05. They say mm. we're starting to restore it happened services. About, what time? It happened about 1 o'clock. 1, 12.30, 1 o'clock. 12.30, 1 o'clock was the fire. Let's yeah. say services started to be affected around 1. Yeah. So a couple of hours outage, which is in the scheme of things, not their worst. Yeah. But middle of the day, on a work day, not good timing, right? Yeah. So they're starting to restore services, and then you start digging into, and this is the beautiful thing about social media, you start digging into what are people saying. And people are saying some, some they've great, got tech- Some great stuff out there. Oh, solid. Some you know, great Especially given the political stuff going on today about Donald <laughs> Trump and Malcolm Turnbull and the <laughs> well, phone being cut off and stuff like that. There were some brilliant. great memes about that, actually. Yeah, well, they must have been on the tel- on a Telstra line yeah, because yeah, he yeah. reckons he didn't hang up on him. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so then there's people saying, I'm getting other people's text messages. Yes. And I, I replied to a couple of these people and said, are you serious? Because you don't know if people are taking the mickey these days, right? Uh-huh. And they go, yep, I'm getting some random yeah, well, text tell, messages. Telstra admitted that. They, they did come out with that. And they had to shut off the SMS service because they <laughs> couldn't work it out. Imagine, imagine some stray SMSs. The best one of all, I don't know I don't know if you saw it, was the, um, oh, by the way, we're out of peanut M&Ms. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. That's yeah. just the best because it makes me, and I said <laughs> that's this to the radio. that one. It's like what, that bloke is sitting at home. Let's say it's a bloke <laughs> who sent that message to his wife or the other way around, and they've come home without the peanut M&Ms. Oh, How disaster. filthy would you be? Yeah, You'd be absolutely. like, you didn't send me a text. Imagine, I did send you a text. You didn't was, send me a text. Imagine it was a pregnant pregnant wife at home crave with the cravings. And she, he comes home. home from work without yeah, peanut M&Ms. Mate, that's, she, a deal, that's a deal breaker. Mate, he's, he's, he's in the doghouse tonight if he's still in the house. There you go. Yeah. So, and how do you blame? Look, I sent you the message. I didn't get it. I didn't get the didn't message. Get well, now he's having it. Luckily, well, luckily gonna... he's Googled it. And, yeah. And it's probably oh, showing up go. everywhere. Well, But here's the thing. So then, so services coming all back online and by the end of the day, it's all kind of coming through. Now, everyone's writing the, the same kind of stories. It's Telstra's down, it's a drama, it's everything. Yep. But then, and so Andy Penn stands up in Melbourne and, and speaks to the media, basically says there was a fire, we apologise, we've restored services. Yeah, out of our control, a fire, really, he was it? He was asked what happened to the SMSs. He said, we don't know, that is a bit weird, and we're looking into it. Here's my problem. Chatswood Exchange loses power. It didn't burn down, it lost power. Yeah, yeah. There was a fire in the building. 
Someone in Perth doesn't get a mobile call and can't make calls. It's, it's, yeah, it's, but then, then there's Melbourne, there's yeah, Brisbane, but let's there's just parts let's pick, of Adelaide. Pick one person, right? South Australia. How is that person affected by a Sydney exchange problem? Now, I'll yeah. tell you right now, I'll, I'll give it? you a gold plate to guarantee what's yeah. happened here. They, they have had the exact same situation they had last year where something went wrong. Now, remember, I can only, they, they I can only tell you it. about three things, right? Well, just well, the one you're uh, talking about, that was February. It's almost its anniversary, February the, the when, 9th. When a bloke uh, made, made a mistake in yeah. powering off equipment, right? Someone made a mistake <laughs> and it caused the outage. The second one was an undersea cable was broken, yeah. caused an outage. The third one was in Melbourne, an exchange power outage or something or a mm. faulty card. In all those instances, small, isolated things, and Telstra very openly said, we had a problem on the core network with the congestion of all the people coming back onto the network actually is what brought it down. That's what's well, happened today. That's what, it's a, and it's a year later. Haven't they, learned that, haven't they learned from what happened before? And here's the thing. They, they're not saying that. And this is what, and I, you know, I'll be a dog with a bone with this thing, and they'll hate me for it, but you can't just stand up and say it was a fire. We're sorry. It yeah. doesn't make sense to someone in Perth. Well, I've said tonight, and I'll say it again, um, if it was Chatswood Exchange, faulty, everyone in Sydney was without mobile services. In fact, if everyone in New yeah. South Wales was without mobile service, I'd say that's well, bad luck. contain the damage. Sorry, how, how sorry can to they, hear that. Well, that's my problem, is that they should be able to, in this situation, isolate. Correct. And it's been a year since this happened last time. Correct. It's like... It's it's a frustrating thing for me. It's like Sydney roads, okay? Mm. If you, I travel the Eastern Distributor a fair bit, if Worst one car, incident. if one car has broken down, mm. we're all gone. Well, mate, one car. The last two times I've been to your joint, there's been a bus yeah. broken down, and it's been a nightmare. And there you go. So, but it's it's only all it takes is one incident, and, and that's but, Telstra's but, problem, right? How does well, how does Chatswood? And so, as I say, and I repeat, if everyone in Sydney was out their mobile phones and they all rang me and complaining about it, I'd say, suck it up, people. There was a fire. There's a fire there. Yeah. But but that's not what caused the problem for Perth. The problem yeah. for Perth and Melbourne and Adelaide and everywhere else was, in my view, and until they say otherwise, this is this is my fact. Um, was the same thing congestion. Because what yeah, happens with your mobile phone? Else. What happens with your mobile phone when it loses signal is it tries to get back on the network. Yeah. And so when it tries to get back on the network, and millions of people do that at the same time, she's she's in big trouble. Now, I spoke to how do I cautiously say this around the edges? I spoke to people in the industry today who were able to see traffic. And there was like 90% failure rate on the Telstra network, mm-hmm. even though Andy Penn says they, they were able to reroute 70%. But you reroute traffic, that doesn't change the fact that there's still you know a, a million people trying to connect well, to the network to, and struggling. To use the road analogy again, it's like having the Chatswood Exchange was like diverting from the Eastern Distributor to a single back lane, all that traffic. On the putty and, road leading to Newcastle. And trying to lead every bit of traffic to a smaller one lane, yeah. one direction road. Yeah. So it's, it's you'd, you'd think after an almost exactly 12 months since it happened, hmm. and they've had, in their own words, numerous investigations, and they've worked out what went wrong. Spending more on capital. They've learned from it. They're going to do this, do that. And then it seems to me that the same thing has, has tripped them up again. I... And I'm not. Um, and it's a fire. Let's give, give no, them no. credit. It wasn't. No one hit the wrong switch or did anything wrong this totally. time. Totally. But you'd think contingencies would be in place. You're talking Jetstar flights yes. being delayed, Hunter Valley because of trains because like, the signals rely on the comms. There you go. I mean, you know, not not a good look. And as I, I say it again, if Chatswood Exchange had a power failure because of a fire, and all of Sydney had no mobile service, bad luck, people. Deal with it. Yeah, it's a couple of hours. Exactly. But it's a bigger problem. And if Telstra won't admit that. They've got a problem. And I think that, I hope, now, and again, I'm not having to go at the media, but the media that were there with Andy Penn today were just there asking the basic questions. Mm-hmm. There was one journal I recognised, David Swan from the Oz. He asked a couple of good questions. Yeah. I hope that, they were, excuse they me, what we t- get. They were telco journals. Yeah, that's right. I hope we yeah. get, you know, you and I are just, just tech reporters, yeah, yeah. right? We're not, yeah. we're not deep. I don't know the technology here. Mm-hmm. So I do, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, but... They're going to need a solid explanation to explain to me why this happened, and I hope that people are probing this, and I hope that they mm-hmm. don't let them off. Unfortunately for them, they're not going to let off because the media is going to be all over this again tomorrow. Well, you, they're you, not letting you, them go. You'd hope that Telstra, if they haven't done it already, have come out with a statement saying, "Well, this is what happened." No, a, Sam, the- a Samsung-style report saying, "Well, this is what happened, and then this happened, and this happened." And that's why people in Perth couldn't make a phone call. And that's the problem, right? They're, they're, I think they, I think they think. 
they've put it to bed. Their statement at 6.30 was mobile services restored. Um, a fire on at the on cha- Twitter? Uh, no, no. They, they, no, they sent out a statement. A, a fire yep. at Chatswood Exchange caused damage to the infrastructure. We lost connectivity. Yada, yada, yada. We apologise for those impacted by the fire. We assure, assure them we worked as possible, quickly as possible to restore the services. I'm saying... The people affected by the fire were in small in number. The people con- affected by the congestion on the Telstra network was because everyone. of the fire was yeah. everyone, and was that's everyone. what they need to address. They need to build another highway. They they need to look so to seriously at their routing because there's something yeah. weird going on with their network, and uh, and I think the other telcos are looking on, and the, the other telcos are wisely not laughing. They're not oh, saying anything publicly. Could but happen to them tomorrow. Exactly, exactly right. But but. I, I don't Cautiously know. confident that a similar thing wouldn't happen to them. Well, I'd, I'd say that each each telco's infrastructure would be slightly different than each other. Oh, for sure. So it, 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 they're probably going to school on this whole experience saying, well, just like all the other mobile phone manufacturers looked at what happened to Samsung and took notes of, on what happened there, other telcos would be doing the same here for Telstra. Because it seems to me, and again, Telstra is... Number one network in the country, yep. and you know they're self-proclaimed best self-proclaimed, network, as you in, said in, in your the, story, yeah. in the network in in the country. So I think that people are naturally going to hold them to a higher standard, and so they should. And, and Telstra, you look at it, you, half the complaints. If you want some great reading, just type in <laughs> type in Telstra outage on yes. Twitter, and you'll have a good laugh. And people are saying the same thing because they're paying top dollar for a plan. Yeah. You look at compare or Twitter Telstra plans with everyone else; they're more expensive. Because they've got the best network, they've got the faster speeds and all this, and yet this happens. People are asking questions again, and it's almost a year to the day since it happened last year. There were five outages last year. This is the first one for 2017. When it makes the evening news and radio all day, you know you've got a problem. Yeah, they've got big problems, and uh, we wait and see how it pans out and whether or not it affects their customer base, which it didn't really last year at all. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, we, we're going to talk about Telstra again yeah. in this segment here. And uh, this, this, there was a product that uh, was announced and unveiled, uh, the new Nighthawk M1, which was created by our good mates at, Tel- at uh, Netgear hmm. in partnership with Telstra. And this is the uh, world's first 4G LTE device with speeds uh, it can achieve up to one gigabit per second. Now, this was announced two days before Telstra's outage. There were people commenting on this today saying, oh, geez, what hope you got of getting one gigabit per second on the Telstra network? Uh, this was after the today's outage. But uh, still, though, exciting news, though, that the M1 has is hitting the market next week. The, the I think what the, the point that a lot of people are picking up on with this is that that speed of one gigabit per second, which yep. is which is this this is this product's been in development for nearly for over a year. I, I remember yep. talking about this at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona almost a year ago, yep. and this has been coming. But the thing that people that seem to come back to is that speed. And what educated people about speed was the NBN, the, yeah. the hundred megabits per second, which in two thousand and seven, when Kevin Rudd was campaigning and promising to build the tomorrow's network, the NBN, 100 megabits per second seemed like an unbelievable yeah. speed. Yeah. Today, we've got a mobile device working on Telstra's network that can achieve speeds 10 times what the NBN has promised. Now, let's just break that down a little bit, though. In the lab, which I witnessed on Tuesday, we was, I was seeing 960, 980 upload speeds, Theoretically, one hundred and fifty. Yeah. We'll we'll, I was seeing a hundred in the, the Telstra time. building. In the Telstra, it's, it's a lab. <laughs> yeah. kept, so of I, I went to do a story there today. We didn't end up doing it, but they said to me, "Look, you, to be very clear, you can get the nine hundred speeds here, but if you go out to, to Hyde Park or Central, you'll get three hundred. Mm-hmm. So three hundred. When you buy this product, it, it will achieve speeds of around." 300 meg and, and a little bit more, and, you know, up maybe 100 uploads. Is that uploads. CBD, the Sydney yes. CBD? To Melbourne be clear, CBD. it's only available in the Brisbane, Melbourne, and, and Sydney CBDs. And when, by that, I mean not even at Willoughby, right, across right. the across So the like harbor. a 5K range? Like no, a, no, 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 like tiny, like the really? couple of towers in the CBD. Yeah. It, it'll grow very quickly. Yeah, it'll course, grow yeah. as demand grows. It's a but, starting point. But yeah. I do have a problem having now realized that, because I was very excited about it. I mean, it's, it's an amazing product. It, it honestly is. It's called the Nighthawk M1. Netgear build the, the product. Inside is Qualcomm's processor, which enables them to do this. And then at Telstra's end, they've got the network. Ericsson you know, helped them build the tower or just tweak the tower so yep. they can do all this stuff. And, you know, it, mate, I'm happy with 300 down. Let's be honest. Absolutely. But I do think it's going to be a bit strange if they marketed it as 4GX Gigabit LTE. 
because it's not gigabit. So that'll well, be a strange thing. It's close. It's close to so the conversation that at Mobile World Congress a year ago was five G, hmm. and this they're saying by the Commonwealth Games, which I think is next year, twenty eighteen, the Commonwealth hmm. Games, that we're going to have five G. They'll be and testing it anyway. This is yeah. Well, this is getting to that close to that speed. Uh, so you're right. It's not going to be that speed from the get go, but you can tell that from now on. The speeds are going to get the Telstra network's going to the, the radius of this coverage is going to increase. Yeah, and you're going to see even even th- like 300 megabits per it's second. Amazing. It's still three times faster than my connection at home. Totally, my and it's three connection. times faster than any MBN you can get today. Now, when 5G comes, it may well be much faster than that, but it's a separate network yeah. build entirely. They have to put up new towers and everything like that. It's a different technology. This is, and and we'll go back to the roads. It was brilliantly explained to me if if this works for you, but. And the listeners, but I said to a guy, explain this to me, mate. Well, what if this is using the existing 4G network? How's it different to 4GX? He goes, right here. 4G is a beautiful autobahn single lane. Like it's a, it's a big yeah. straight road you can drive on. Yeah. 4GX is three lanes. Like it's great. Yeah. For this gigabit LTE is 4GX stacked four times. So they've basically got four stacks of the freeway. You know, those yeah, right. stacked Multi- freeways. Yeah. And, and and the traffic is compressed, so you nose to tail each other, you tailgate. So the traffic is all compressed in the network, yeah, can right. travel much faster, and that's how they do it. Now, that's brilliant, and the NBN conversation is a bit frustrating to me because, you, again, with respect, the, the basic media look at it and go, oh, it's faster than the NBN. Yeah. Mate, if 4 million households in Sydney used one of these, it would suck. Yeah. It, it, it would suck. Yep. And so, yes, the NBN is still required. We're not going to replace the NBN with 5G. True, you need baseline infrastructure for homes and businesses. Do, but I, I can remember writing a, a little story when I, I was working for the telly back then in 07, and I was the tech writer at the time for the paper, and they said, look, what, what, what do you think? The NBN, what's, what, how's this going to work? And I said, well, look, it's, it's, it's a long-term plan. By the time it's finished in 2020, if, if we reach that, if they actually make that deadline, the amount of wireless development we're going to see between now and 2020, mm. it's going to leave fibre for dead. And that's already happening. So it's... they've In, in the theory. time... Well, in the time they've taken to... I haven't even got the NBN at my place. And it's not even you're scheduled still, at your place. Your, Mine comes in a couple of months. There you go. It was, but see, I've been, I'm still waiting 10 years later for the NBN. And... All this development's going on, this 3G, 4G, soon to have 5G. By 2020, what are we going to look at? By 2020, my fiber connection at home, whatever I've got, is going to give me maybe 100 megabits per second. Maybe I'm getting that now on my Optus cable. Yeah, but you're getting crappy up. I just think and, that but yeah, upload it, is what is what's you know, happening. And obviously, let's not go back into the fiber to the home discussion, but people with fiber to the home have theoretical speeds of a gigabit because it's available. It just not, hasn't been rolled out because there's no demand well, for it. But also, they, they're going to charge you for it too. They're not going to just give you one but gigabit per second here's for the, the thing. price of Here's 100. the reason faster speeds on mobile are better than faster speeds on fixed lines. Fixed lines at home, you're doing constant stuff, you're doing streaming, mm-hmm. whatever. On a mobile, what the networks want to do is is ease congestion, right? So you've got 40,000 people at a stadium using the same network. If they've all got uh, 60 meg speeds, which is awesome, fast, and they're all uploading a video they've just taken or downloading, whatever, mm-hmm. then it's it's taking, you know, just everyone put your hands in front of yourself. It's taking this long, right? Yeah. It's taking, you know, 80 centimetres worth of gap between my hands. If everyone had 300 meg, then it would take 10 centimetres worth of gap mm-hmm. between my hands and it would all happen quicker. It would free up the network more. Mm-hmm. And so because these higher speeds free up the network more, you get less congestion and a better, more reliable network. So it's actually really interesting to think mm-hmm. that this actually frees up the network because it pushes stuff out faster. Because it gets done quicker. That's right. It's like the... McDonald's revolutionized the thing because they made burgers in a minute. Now, and they could sell more. This is a $360 product. Yep. The router alone, the Netgear Nitro. Has announced plans for one? No. No plans yet? Right. So yeah. the, the device. I'm, wa- I'm waiting. The device we know is 360. Yeah. The plans, you basically have to look at their current pre, you know, plans for data, and that's what they'll have. But they will announce new plans in the middle of the month. So we expect this will be available in the next couple of weeks. It'll be mid-February. I, th- I thought it was next week. No. Be uh, Mid-February is all they've said. They haven't been official with it. Okay. Um, so Telstra, I would think, are going to announce, they're going to change, not just for this device, they're going to yeah. re-announce new data plans. And we'll of talk course. about this shortly with yep. other carriers. But 
we're about to enter this new phase of data conversation with telcos. And I think they're going to announce plans that are, you know, cheaper for the same amount of data or higher data limits. Because right now, 50 yeah. gigs is about the most you can get a month. So I think they'll On introduce. Telstra. Yeah. I think they'll introduce. And what's that worth? That's know, hundreds. Hundreds, right? Yeah. It's 150 bucks, something like that. Yep. So I think they'll have like a 100 gig download limit. And because you've got to remember, this is a great device. For people tw- renting, up to twenty, you can connect twenty Wi-Fi devices to it. People renting, yeah, uh, small businesses on the go. Yeah. This is a great device. Yeah. So we we have to wait and see what Telstra does. I think they're waiting to see what Optus and Vodafone do with their data plans over the next month, and they're going to respond in kind. Well, we're going to talk about after the break a, a little some competition. There's there's a few little blowtorches being applied mm. as well here. But uh, I think look, I had a lot of and this story's done. It's been very popular. A lot of people are interested in in reading about the the mobile, the speeds of mobile, because there are people who are carrying around tablets and laptops and and four G devices with them. And you, you think about the number of people who decide. Well, I remember the decision I made years ago when I bought an iPad. I'm thinking I don't need a four G iPad. I, yeah. I can I can tether my phone. I've got yeah. a hotspot. So imagine the number of people who can who can use their Wi-Fi only devices now on the go with a product like this. It's really going to, it's a game changer in terms of the speed and, and, and the upload speed, like you said, like it's up to 150 megabits per second up. Yeah. That's my, my, I did some tests on my home Optus broadband cable. You're lucky to get The best two. I got was two, yeah. two megabits per second. And look, finally on this, we should be clear. This is first in the world. Yeah. Telstra is the first in the world with this style 4G technology because yeah. it's 4G, not 5G. Yeah. Um, you know, Netgear, Ericsson, Qualcomm have all been a part of that. And, you know, globally, this is huge. Oh, I took a photo. I'm at the event. I took a photo of the thing. I went, oh, look mm-hmm. at this. It's the world's fastest Wi-Fi. 576 retreats, mm-hmm. 1,300 likes. I'm like, what the hell? It's just a picture of a modem. Well, I think too, It's so popular. When, when like, at, at – uh, events like Mobile World Congress and Telstra were even recently at the at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Telstra were talking at CES. Telstra were talking about how the they've all got to agree on a standard. Like we're doing development in this direction for five G, and other companies doing this. And Telstra are actually quite influential on the world market yeah. when, it, when it comes to deciding on technology. I can remember years ago when when uh, three when the with the next G network the first. Um, the first six months after Next G was announced mm. was the um, Mobile World Congress in 07. And I remember that that Ericsson, who built the network, it was their badge of honour yeah. at MWC. Look what we did. Look look what we yeah. built in Australia. And to this day, Telstra still have that kind of leadership. But with Ericsson's a very solid partner. They will be doing again, that they're in, doing a, it in again. a month yeah, yeah. at MWC. Yep. Two blokes talking tech. If you're uh, interested in gigabit LTE or you have some feedback on that, uh, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick with a PH, there's hashtag Ziggy Zaggy on Twitter. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system available now at JB Hi-Fi and other leading retailers. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. And with a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed that you're paying for. And Orbi's slick design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. Gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Well, let's kick off the, the data wars with Vaya. Now, Vaya on, um, what is it, only a couple of days ago? Was it yesterday? It feels like yesterday. it's been a long week already. Um, Vaya announced, interestingly, new data-only plans. Now, these are not spoken about normally. You know, They're mm. just the SIM cards on the shelf at Telstra stores that people slot into their iPads so they can have data on their iPad. Now, the other place people use this is in like dual SIM phones, so you've got yep. data-only, or in a laptop that has a, a SIM card slot. Now, the thing about Vaya's plans, and I'll, I'll tell you about theirs in a minute, but I did a whip around and had a look at what's everyone else doing. So Vodafone and Telstra, for 15 bucks a month, you get two gig of data every month, which is pretty good on an iPad, right? You think, okay, let's go low cost. Kogan, kogan.com, 14.90, so 10 cents less, two gig a month. 
Almost certainly 10 cents so, cheaper than 10 cents cheaper. So Kogan's not even competitive in this space, right? And then in comes Vaya. Their new plans, $15 a month, 5 gigabytes of data, wow. up to $65 a month for 70, 70 gig of data. Gig. Try to get that on, uh, compare that. What's the Telstra equivalent Mate, to that? Are you paying it wouldn't even exist. You wouldn't yeah, yeah. be able to get that. But even, uh, I reckon the sweet spot's the 55 a month. 50 for gig. Fi- for 50 gigs. Like you're paying $35 for 15 so add another 20 and you you triple your data. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know who needs 6, 70 gig of data on their on their iPad. But certainly, remember, this this will fit into a little hotspot as well. Maybe not the Netgear exactly. one for Telstra. But yeah. if you buy a uh, you know a third-party, you know, uh, all-frequency compliant little Wi-Fi hotspot, yeah. you whack your Vaya SIM card in there, operates on the Optus network, and you've got Wi-Fi. 70 gig of data. That's your home Wi-Fi that's, if you've got crappy ADSL. That's competitive with, with home fixed, fixed broadband. Like there's some plans I think you get... 80 bucks a month for about 60, 70 bucks. Yeah, and look, I think the, the challenge is these days you're going to get much more data on an ADSL plan. But if you are struggling with ADSL or any yeah. connectivity and you have mobile signal with Optus... Yes, we op- should point out that, yeah, Optus op- 4G. You know, this is this is amazing to me. And I just went, hang on a minute, this is a shot across the bow. This is This was... Out there thinking, and I think from Bayer, and full credit to them, they're yeah. trying to wave a flag. You know, they've got that price matching thing going on. Yeah, they've the got a bunch guarantee. of cool things going but they, but on. They but also, they also were the ones who came out with that sixteen dollars a month mobile plan, yep. unlimited calls, gig of data, which yep. that, that that's for us pretty aggressive as well. So it's keeping all the bigger telcos, the bigger players, honest. It is applying that blowtorch that I mentioned earlier. That's sort of saying, well. Okay, this is what we can do. Yeah. What your move now. If you are listening to this podcast and aren't thinking, well, certainly by now, and we're about to talk about more of it, if you're not thinking that we've got a data war on our hands, yep. um, then you need to look hard at yourself because it, this is very interesting to me because we're about to enter a really silly season. Um, we, we've got the Huawei Mate 9 launching. We've got Mobile World Congress coming up, the LG G6. You've got Sony new phones, Huawei new phones. Samsung will have their S8 the new, in, a, in yeah. a month and a half. And a I new mean, tablet as well. There, there's going to be a lot of, uh, new phones, so there's going to be a lot of people shopping around. The question is, are people going to give up their goddamn loyalty and actually shop well, around? I think the the you're right. I think the the battleground. Forget talk, forget text, because that's kind of everything. Yeah. Everything cancels each other out. Yeah. Unlimited, you get yeah, unlimited exactly. on, on any plan. Forget that. Yep. You, you you call people aren't shopping around for other networks because the call quality is better, uh, or or anything like. It's the amount of data you can use and. If you're on, if you're on a plan right now, and, and I'd bet my the, all the money in my pocket right now, there'd be people listening that are on a plan that they signed a year and eighteen months ago. Mm. They thought, oh, five gig—that's heaps of data for me. Yeah. and they're struggling with that now. They're probably using ten gig of data. The these are the the customers who need to take a look at these, even if it's to supplement what they've already got. There's some people who've got a, a maybe locked into a they're maybe nine months into a two year contract. And they're they're using they're with Telstra or whoever they're with. This is a great way to supplement, supplement what yeah. you do because you think about it, like you, if you go over on Optus and all these other um, telcos. I know Optus has ten dollars for one gig yes. extra gig. Yeah, most of them are so ten dollars. If you want to, you, you can go you can go fifteen dollars and get, you get an gig. extra five gig of data. And and I mentioned Jill Sim and and we'll talk about the Mate Nine in the, in the coming weeks, maybe yeah. next week, but. Interesting to me that you know the telcos are not taking the dual SIM version, but you go to JB Hi-Fi Harvest mm-hmm. and you can buy the dual SIM version. And the dual SIM version means, and this is this is the market. People buying the Huawei Mate 9 are, with respect, not the average purchaser, right? They're a bit savvy. Mm. They're the people going to JB Hi-Fi that are so, going, okay, how can I make this work? And what they do is they so go- hang on, So it's going to have a, they're going to be a dual SIM version and a non-dual SIM yeah, version. Yeah, the, the non-dual SIM version will be sold yeah. through the telcos. Because the Oppo, which we'll talk about later, is dual SIM. Dual SIM. The, through the telcos- yeah, it, the the non dual sim version, the telcos do not sell uh, dual sim phones. There's not yeah. a single of one course, being sold to the telcos, not. right? They don't want to sell. They don't want you. To. You buy them. You yeah. go to JB Hi-Fi. Your Oppos and your Huawei's yeah, yeah. and these kind of things can sometimes be dual sim. Okay. So you go, you get a dual sim Mate Nine. You get fifty five dollars a month, fifty gig of data. You put that sim card in there, and then you find the cheapest possible. Unlimited calls and Call texts with some dodgy data thing yep. through Labar or whoever cares, yeah. right, for $10 or $15 a month, and you put that Sammy. in one SIM slot, and you've just got yourself 50 gig of data and unlimited calls for like 65 bucks a month. Yeah, that's, that's 50 gig That's outrageous. That is, that's And solid. for someone who's savvy, what they're yeah. doing is they're pairing, they're, they're but, hotspotting. But here's, here's a, a question. Going on. Terrific idea. Sounds great on paper. Yeah. But 
do how these does, devices. How does it sound on the podcast? Does no, it sound right on the podcast? <laughs> sounds great on the podcast too. But the issue that may occur here mm. is that both slots might not be 4G. No, but you don't want both slots as 4G. You only want 4G only for want the data calls. sim. But how do you your calls? But, you put it on 3G. But will will it give you? Will there there'll be like a main data? Or like I'm assuming, and I, mm. I think of this occurred on older dual sim phones. Yes, the main slot yes is given to your voice and text sim. Yep. But then the second slot, yes. so your voice sim is probably 4G, right? Obviously yeah. 4G. But I've seen models where the second slot is the lower, down to lower 3G. End. Right. So, so, so it might on, be slightly slower. On a modern dual sim phone, when you ch- you choose which sim you preference for what things. Right. So you actually say, I want sim 2 to be calls and I want sim 1 to be data. And that's how that's the way it rolls. Okay. Very I, cool. I didn't I didn't have a chance to test the Oppo, which we were talking about later, the Oppo hmm. R9S. That is dual sim. Yep. But and I tried to look in the fine detail. It didn't didn't really specify whether both can be four G. Is that yeah, possible? You'll to, find. Is you'll it possible to run two four G sims at the same I'm time? I'm sure it's possible, but I've never seen one. So I, yeah, I don't so think any of them have brought one out because that's it's put like that's not a desired feature. I don't think people want that because why would you need two sims with the, the preferencing? Again, data? though, I think that that comes back to the power of the telcos. Yeah, again, and the I said this to Huawei, are, they're going to put themselves out of business if this happens, right? If if if, if Telstra allow, or if any if any manufacturer is going to bring a phone in that's going to allow people to do what you just said, run the cheapy cheapy unlimited calls and text SIM in one, hmm. and get the Vaya fifty dollar fifty gig on the, in the other, and hmm. achieve four G both ways. Hmm. Why would people buy? Why would people buy a SIM card from oh, Telstra? Or this gets these back to being a savvy shopper, mate. I, I, you yeah. know, if people are, and, and remember, is, it does, we're giving our listeners gold here. It this does is gold. require people to have the money up front too. You've got to be able to spend yeah. the four five ninety eight on the Oppo or yeah. nine ninety nine on the on the Huawei. But yeah, but you got to look long term. Look, look long short term, here, term folks, yes. Mate. Look long term. Big bucks. Big Two bucks years. to be saved. Anyway, check out the Vaya deals at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Well, in the continuation of the uh, internet, mobile slash data, data theme of the show, uh, there is another carrier that's come and set the cat amongst the pigeons as well. Mate, this cat is it's a like big cat ripping their heads off the pigeons. Yes. <laughs> it's Aldi, Aldi Mobile. And Didn't see that coming, did what you, folks? <laughs> what I like about the uh, the head-ripping Aldi Mobile uh, plan is that it's it's not only affordable, but you can you can do it. It's got a credit uh, limit of three hundred and sixty-five days. That's a year. You get a year's credit with this plan. Hang on, and forty-two gig of data to use when and how you want. So if you have a relatively heavy data month, maybe January you're on holidays, your yeah. kids are watching YouTube, they might chew through 10 gig of data, yeah. then you're not going to, on a regular plan, you're going to probably pay excess data because you went over. But with this one, you can use 10 in a month, two the next month, whatever you want, as long as it's 42 for the year and you can buy more data if you need to add it on. I think that is amazing flexibility and terrific value and on the Telstra network. Never been seen before either. I can't name another carrier that does this. So so $249 up front. And here's the thing, and Carl said this to me this morning on the Today Show. He said, what's the catch? And I went, like, literally, I was stumped for a second. I said, this catch is you've got to pay up front. That's the only catch. $249 up front. If this isn't, mate, if this isn't the perfect plan for every school child, yes, I don't know what is. Or even even older user who doesn't choose. Like, this no, works oh, out. No, totally. This works out. If you do the math, it's three and a half gig, gig a month. month. If you were to use it average, but you don't. And and Stephen's point is, uh, and I'll, I'll give you the example. Kogan again. I went to Kogan. I'm okay. Two ninety nine is their one year deal. Yeah. You get three gig a month and unlimited calls it's and still, texts. But it's still per but month. It's per month. Yes. Every thirty days, that counter resets. Yes. And I said. To someone in the industry, I said, mate, I would much prefer to have the flexibility to choose my data mm. when I want. Well, it's a little bit like, I think there's a Virgin Mobile that has the rollover, the data yeah. rollover. It's, it's, it's way better than there. that. It's better but than that. But remember, that only rolls for one month and you can't carry That's it all right. the way forward. That's you right. use, if you go into a coma for a month <laughs> and come out, all your data rolls forward. There's no, there's no carry, it's everything's there. 42 gigabytes. That's pretty good. And the great thing is a headline number like that, you'd normally go, it's bull, it's bull dust, right? A headline number of like 249 unlimited calls and texts, 20 gig of data, 
would sound big, and then you go, hang on a minute, it's only one point two five a month. It's three and a half gig a month, 3.5. mate. Five. That's it, more than most people have got oh, now. Oh, oh, what I was really interested in that they uh, they had a stat. This is from an Australian government website, uh, Money Smart, that said an average Australian spends fifteen dollars per week on their mobile. Unbelievable. So you, if you times that by fifty two. That's seven hundred and eighty dollars yeah. that Australians, on average, there are people spending more than that. On average, seven hundred and eighty bucks. So, to put that into into perspective with the Aldi deal, the Aldi Mobile Super Pack, two forty nine. I'll put That's, it. But what you can do with that money you save is buy a phone. Mate, I'll put it you out buy there. Buy a phone and say. So, and we've said before the reason we're both with Vodafone is because of the roaming. Yes, we travel to CES. We go on to Barcelona. We yeah. go wherever we go. Look, you come back to it. It's it's just amazing for us, right? Yeah. My wife does not travel overseas. She's with Vodafone. Yeah. Now my, I'm, my wife's with a Macy. I've combined our our plans. I think mine's sixty five. Hers is about thirty five forty. It's about ninety five bucks a month, right? Mm. Uh, if I take her out of the out of the equation and just get her this, it's just what twenty bucks a month. What is it? Yeah. Something twenty dollars seventy five. Yeah, it works out twenty twenty bucks. Twenty dollars right. and seventy cents something. So we're saving ten bucks a month, mm-hmm. and she's got more data. She's got unlimited calls. I just don't. I don't. And probably so. What network she is, is Vodafone. Okay. Right. So, honestly, this this is the perfect example of like slap you around the head. Yeah. Why are you not changing Change. people? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Unless the only excuse you can give me for not changing is Vodafone roaming. Yeah. Uh, well, that, well, that's right. This is only for use in Australia, and this so is my you, point. you can buy roaming and charge as well. But you know what? This also sets up this sets data up, wars. No, not <laughs> data wars. It sounds like Star Wars, but we won't go hey. Data Wars. But what this sets up, and there be the, the vendors out there rubbing their hands together, mm. vendors like Huawei, yep. like Oppo, like Alcatel, yes, all these these affordable handset vendors, yes, are thinking beautiful. People are going to be looking for this SIM plan and want to buy a phone. Hello, bingo, come and have a look at us, mate. Six hundred dollars for the Oppo R9s that you're about to talk yep. about, right? Plus this eight hundred and forty nine dollars. So let's call it two years. Let's go another two fifty. So you yeah. spent, you know, a little over a thousand bucks. You've yeah. just bought two years. You've bought yourself a contract, and it's cost you stupidly low yeah, money. It's amazing. Yeah, people I need to look long term. I don't get why people aren't looking at this stuff. Yeah, it's true. I think that it's it frustrates worth, the hell out of me. It's like, and look, you know, this is only one part of our life. Our mobile deals, and if you've got a family too, if you got if you got kids, like I've got three kids, they've all got their phones, they've all got plans. If you're a family, it's worth sitting down for half a day and looking at your phones, how you can save money, because you can save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, as you would if you're looking at your electricity bills and what provider you're with. So it is worth these necessities in our life, our our power bills, our Mm. mobile bills, internet bills. It's worth taking the time, see what's out there. That's what we've been saying this whole show. See what's out there because there are some deals to be had, this being one of them, the Aldi Mobile. I mentioned this to my parents. Today. I think they're, they're, they're straight into this one Good because on. they're on a Telstra plan that um, they only get a couple of hundred meg of data a month. Not that yeah. they're massive data users, but why not have for less money more data? Two Blokes Talking Tech. Check it out. Techguide.com.au and EFTM.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. I've got a solid declaration to make, which I've never made, and I feel like sometimes people get narky about this stuff. Oh, what, are you, I, what, are you, what are you about to announce? I own shares in Apple. Do you really? Yeah. yeah okay. I remember yeah. today, because um, I don't even know if I legally own them, because it was some dodgy website I bought them through. But anyway, so four years ago. <laughs> yeah, is that your car they're towing away? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four years ago, I bought two shares, because I had two shares. Yeah. Is there like five hundred each? Is that right? They were five hundred. They were. Ex- I spent a thousand dollars. I bought yeah. two shares. Two Since shares. then, they've done that whole divestment thing where it's now like eighty shares. It's they're all worth a yeah, lot yeah, less. But anyway, yeah. so four years ago, I spent a thousand dollars. I look today, they're now worth eighteen hundred. Beautiful. Now, if you try and tell me that Apple isn't a good company, I mean, you're kidding yourself. And you sit there and you listen now or yesterday, whenever it was, to the earnings call. And Tim Cook's just gibbering on about their earnings. <laughs> they sold 78 million iPhones in a quarter. In, they in made profit of billions, like $18 billion or something, right? $4 billion revenue. That's a company record. They've got $200 million stashed offshore. How on earth? $200 can, million. Try $200 billion. Billion, sorry. Stashed offshore. Really? How on earth? Yeah. Is it in Australia? Offshore? No, no, no. Please, come on. It's, it's in like in, in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and and yeah, that's actually interesting. They've said that you know if the, the Trump regulations and tax laws help them, they'll bring that back and they'll invest it. So good on them. But bottom line, 
they're doing very well, yes. right? It's that Jerry Seinfeld line of McDonald's. You know, they're still counting the burgers. Why don't you put up a sign, McDonald's? <laughs> we're, doing, we're, doing we're doing very well. well. Yeah, we're doing okay. You know, here's a company that sells 78, billion, uh, 78 million iPhones, and you'll give us the stats about how they're now beating Samsung in the market. But yep. this is staggering to me how people still want to write off a company that's, you know, they're, they're almost self-reliant on the iPhone, and it's not like the iPhone's doing badly for them. It's 69% of their revenue. I mean, seriously, mate, they are smashing it out of the ballpark. Absolutely right. And, yes, they have overtaken Samsung as the number one smartphone seller based on For the, the quarter. Q4. Yes. So Q4, so the end of 2016 quarter. Yep. They sold $78.3 million, So that, that accounted for 18% of the market. Samsung only sold, or they were just behind them, $77.5 million, So that's 17.7% of mm. the market. But you need to take a couple of things into consideration. Okay. Number one iPhone 7, massive release. Yeah. At the same time, Samsung's Note 7 issues. Oh, It happened at the same time. So Apple were releasing, Samsung were recalling a phone. I'm just going to cast your mind back, though, to the iPhone 7 release. Yep, the iPhone 7 Plus camera was pretty remarkable. But overall, the iPhone 7 was, was re- received with a bit of a meh. Right, there yeah. are plenty, and you can't tell me you haven't had people say, "I don't need to upgrade because it's not that much Doesn't different." Doesn't look different. Yeah, yeah. The, if the iPhone but, Seven but, did this yeah, well, yeah. how bloody well is the X going to do, or the Eight, or whatever yeah. it's called at the end of the year? Right. Well, I think, but it, it's it's all timing though. It's timing. So two years ago, people bought a six. Contract's over. They're not going to have a three-year-old phone. They go, well, what what can I get? They're, they're up. Their telcos offering them a free phone on a plan, whatever it is. I, of I, course, they're going to get a seven I or think, a seven plus. This time, I read that the seven plus has been the best. Plus model they've ever had, ever had, yeah, because of the camera, yeah, and I think you'll agree that the quality of the camera has drawn people from totally going from the smaller one to the bigger one, yeah, and that I think is where you're seeing this. That's where a lot of those Mate, millions. I'm going to put them on the table now and say, listen, they sold 78 million in this this quarter um, with the iPhone Seven. If the iPhone Eight slash X is as revolutionary as it must be, i.e. Thinner edge-to-edge screen, uh, mm. augmented reality, whatever the heck's going to come with it, right? They'll sell a hundred million other things. They will. But you got to remember too. Don't forget that this is the. It's ten years since the iPhone was announced. Mm. Now cast your mind back to that day. I no, remember that day best. very clearly. An iPod. I, I was in, touchscreen I, iPod. I was in. I was in a Vegas. phone. I was an in, internet communicator. Yeah. Well, an iPod. One, it's one a pro, phone yeah, and yeah. an internet communicator. And, I, and yeah. it's just oh man, I loved Crazy. it. It was no, so good. It's brilliant. And that I can still remember Steve Jobs saying when he announced after all the oohs and ahs and everyone's cheering when they saw the product. I remember him quite humbly saying that our expert we're new to this, and this was Apple coming from the computer side of things. Whereas every other telco had come from the phone side of things. So every other company had built a phone first and then tried to make it smart. Whereas Apple had built a computer first and put a phone on it. That's been what what, yeah. what, what changed everything. But I can still remember Steve Jobs quite humbly saying, look, our, our we're pretty humble with our expectations with this. If we capture 10%, if we get, I yeah. know he even said yeah, something yeah. like 5%. If we yeah, get 5%, yeah. we're doing pretty good. Because back yeah. then, Nokia was still king. Nokia was still killing yeah. it. Blackberry was, saying, was out there. Yeah, yeah. If, we, if we get maybe you know, 3 or 4%, we're going okay. Mm. Now, fast forward 10 years later and look at this. Number one in the world. We're doing very well. They're doing very well. But stop, as you point out also, the burgers. iPad sales down. Yes. Um, well, I, and I, I don't see that Number of reasons for that though, changing, though. Because I don't, I don't think people obviously don't change tablets as We've often as We've said this phones. before, right? Yes. Tablet, it's a three or four year problem. Analysts are idiots if they think that the iPad no. sales should be continuing to grow. Oh, look at this. iPad 1. It's fine. <laughs> like... I which would need to seven, which is seven years ago that came out. I would need to smash this device for it not to not to work here <laughs> right now, right? Yeah, it's a beauty. beauty. And here's the funny thing: I leave the bloody thing on too. It sits here. It's the th- it's how we play these, right? That's that's, that's on an iPad one, yeah. right? It's it's on most of the time. I don't even turn it off sometimes. Yeah. You know. Now I've got. Oh, you're going to hear Now you're going to hear. Now you're going to hear me unlock it. Um, but anyway, so I just saw your password. Oh, that's just my standard one for the for the studio. Um, but you know, I don't I don't expect iPad sales to recover. I'll be honest. I think that iPad sales will continue. They'll be consistent. Correct. Yes, they'll be consistent. And anyone that thinks otherwise is crazy. And just just on the figures side, we we should mention that in overall in 2016, Samsung actually sold more phones. In 2016, Samsung sold 309.4 yeah. million compared to 215 million iPhones. So that means they sold nearly 100 million more than Apple. Number of reasons for that: they've got a lot of SKUs, cheaper phones, mid-level phones, expensive phones, 
and that was the the uh, the Note Seven drama never happened till the final quarter, till September yeah, yeah. is when it hit. So that Samsung had all that runway before Note Seven. Note Seven has no doubt had an effect, and now they've they sort of they put that behind them. It'll be interesting to see how the the competition goes this year with an S Eight coming out in April. Is it late March? April. April. So that's going to have what's well, so what April May when when's the new iPhone? Do you reckon it'll be September? Maybe slightly earlier. So they're going to have a I'd few like to, months of of time before look, the new iPhone. We could talk for hours, but let's talk for a little bit longer about this. What the hell's Apple got this year? Well, there's right? rumours of a new iPad, a new a new Apple pencil, and all this gear. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. other than the iPhone, I can't give you any certain. I had yeah. a conversation with someone today about MacBooks, and are they going to update the 12 inch? And I'm like. They'll probably put a new processor yeah. in it, but no. Maybe uh, a new MacBook Air or something. And they'll, they'll put the, the second-gen keyboard into it, but I don't think they'll do an Air because they'll just rely on the 12-inch. And So what have they got? You know, And, yeah. and if they've got a new iPad, what's it going to do? I'll tell you what. I read something today that there, there, there's been a lot of rumors about Apple dabbling in the original content space. You know, like oh, no, they've already the, started making yeah, TV like shows. Well, we, oh, it's called um, Carpool Karaoke. They're going to make that for yeah, Apple yeah, Music. Well, that, that, yeah, for Apple Music. But I'm no, talking, but as a TV show. I'm talking about for Apple TV. I'm talking commission full series like Netflix and that's Stan what, and all those other That's companies. what Carpool Karaoke is. They're yeah. commissioned a television show yeah. under the Apple Music banner because that's the only thing they've got in the banner. Water. Yeah, toe in the water. I yeah. don't know, mate. I just think, chill, boys. Netflix and well, Amazon and everyone are doing a good yeah. job. Why? Well, I think, well, Apple, you, you think if they want, they want to complete the circle. So they've got people watching content on phones, on tablets, on MacBooks, on My Macs. They've got an Apple TV connected to your television. That's the, they've got apps now on your television. That completes the circle. If, they've, if you've got original content to watch on your Apple TV, yeah. rather than giving up, to Netflix and saying, oh, okay, well, that, that's your that's your backyard. It's similar to what we were just talked about a minute ago when they entered the, the phone market. Yeah. They turned it on its head. Yeah. Now, oh, I'm not saying they're going to do that in the content space, yeah. but they want a bit of that. They, they, want, they want to get some of that. Well, it's episode 285. Mark the date. <laughs> the, the industry they will turn on its head. The car industry, you think? Augmented slash virtual reality. Yeah. You think so? Yep. Now, I, I take yeah. a little bit of a lead there from Robert Scoble, who is deep in this space and has a lot of beliefs about this. But I believe strongly that virtual reality is not the future, that augmented reality is, that Microsoft yeah. HoloLens is amazing. Um, but what you can do with uh, an augmented reality phone is mind-blowing. Like, like a good example would be Pokemon Go. Where you, yeah, no, you you're mate. seeing these creatures? Now imagine like you're in a restaurant and you all you need to do is like imagine in a restaurant. Okay, picture this, listeners. That you're in a restaurant. There's a there's a big red square on the wall, and you walk in and thinking, what the hell is that red square over there for? Yeah. The waitress walks over and says, listen, if you want to see the menu, turn on your augmented reality app, mm. aim it at that red square, yeah. and you can see the menu. I'm going to pass you my phone. Okay, I want okay. you to pa- I want you to take the phone. Camera's currently on in an app. I want yeah. you to point it at this item in front of me. Yeah. Okay, point it. Just point it. Point it at that item there. What does it say on the screen? It doesn't say is it, anything. Is it showing? I'm the, not sure. It says water glass. Hello? There you go. What are you pointing the phone so, at? To, to a glass of water. The phone has just recognized what the hell's in front of it, Stephen. <laughs> it did see your yeah. phone. <laughs> it said your phone before it said it was a telephone. It said it was a vacuum cleaner Look, and an exercise it's, bike. It's a beta app. It's Hang a on. trial, What did it right? say you? He said, oh, what's that? Idiot. A panda bear. What did it say there? <laughs> Hang on, Mate. laptop, web interface. Hang on, there's a picture of me, handsome dude. Yeah, so there, wow. Give me the phone, you idiot. <laughs> I'm just saying that the intelligence. What is, that, what is that? I can't remember the name of it, actually. Air yeah. Poly or something. Air um, Poly. Oh, it doesn't sound good, does it? <laughs> it I, is I actually feel like AI. An Air Poly at the moment. AI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to download Air Poly right now. AI Polyvision. Now, AI it, poly. that, that's a crazy <laughs> example of. Um, augmented reality the possibilities, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but it's also sort of d- the deep learning and but the, mate, part of that. All, yeah. So I think Apple will patent stuff with regards to their phone. There's talk of a basically transparent phone, right? So basically, the whole screen is is see through, right? Yep. And and I think that what you'll get is they move huge into this space. You know, you remember. Um, uh, plane find. Have you seen that one where you hold yes. your phone up and you can yeah. see the plane? Like that well, is star, stunning. Have you seen the sky? The sky? sky the what's sky it called? Sky Whatever vision? it's called. It's Night brilliant. Sky? Yeah, that's they have that technology ready to go and underutilized. Mm. I think with both the combination of a phone and potentially a, a yeah. set of goggles. I can't see a pair of goggles in the future with Apple. But oh. yeah, but no, but you know what? The thing, the I thing feel about comfortable Apple, though, and confident okay, okay. that this is well, the one where I'm going to well, win. There's there's two gold plated guarantees, right? Yep. That if that if Apple make a VR headset, it's going to be a cracker. Yep. 
The other thing is that if they, AR, if just they, remember I said AR, AR, AR. Okay, but if they do go into that space and they have a, how often have they done this before? Mm. They go into a space that's people are already doing stuff in it, mm. but when Apple do it, not only is it brilliant, but then the customer thinks. Hang on, this is official now. I can, Apple are doing it. I can write the keynote right now. I can see Tim <laughs> Cook walking on stage and talking about this vision, right, and saying, why would you want to block out the world, right? They, they might even put a picture of 5,000 idiot journos at, at MWC 2016 with goggles on with Mark Zuckerberg working for Musk, right? <laughs> oh, that's why you weren't at that press conference. No, why would I go to that press oh, conference? I was there, yeah. I, I, the press I, think, I think you walked past me. I didn't even know. But my point is you, you can see Apple saying that's not the world we want to live in. We want people to live in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so we they don't the, have to wear goggles. We want the smarts of the of, of the internet coming into yeah. their real world. So I'm, I'm confident. Okay. I really so am. which keynote will this be, do you think? Be, you know what it'll be? It'll be in June this year or July this year. This is why, and I talked about Apple this year, I think they'll bring the iPhone 8X, whatever, yeah, forward. It is actually June will be the, the 10th anniversary. June oh, I think they'll year. bring it forward because they'll so? open the spaceship, right? They'll open the new campus. Yes. They'll have the announcement of the phone there and it will be so mind-blowing. Will it be ready by June, the campus? Oh, I think it might be. Yeah. Okay. I, this is this is. You've been watching that drone vision? How good yeah, have you seen I think awesome. that yeah, you announce a couple of iPads or something. But I think bring <laughs> bring everyone's attention on yeah. Apple with this beautiful new campus, this beautiful new phone, and this vision of the future. That's yeah. what it's going to be. Vision of the future. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Episode two eighty five. People you heard it here. First. I expect people to tweet me in six months and remind me the episode number so yep. I can say stick that up, here, Stephen, <laughs> Mister. I was. I'm not disagreeing with you. You pretty much did. I'm not disagreeing. I'm going to go you. back to the tape. You pretty much disagree. <laughs> I just can't look. I, I'm. I, I think that they won't. It won't be a headset. That's kind of what I said before. They're not going to. They're not going to go down that path. I, I'm not guaranteeing it to be a headset. Yeah. I, whether it's a a revolutionary way the phone yeah. works in transparent or something, or an accessory style headset. Could be anything. Maybe. Two Go- blokes. Google Glass. Bring that back, you reckon? Uh, yeah, let's bring that crappy <laughs> thing back. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two blokes talking tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Now. Even a drum roll. Why geez. not? I'm not How pumped. That, How good's that? It's not good to be pumped. A lot of energy. 10 past 11. <laughs> 11 past 10 in the night. Um, your minute reviews this week, Stephen, kick off with a phone we've mentioned a couple of times already. Yes, we the have. R9S. Uh, I'm just going to give you my review first up. Sure. Love the phone, hate the home button. Home button has taken a leaf out of the Apple book again. But, well, but doesn't work. It is an it is an iPhone clone once again. The R9 mm. was was remarkably looking like the iPhone. Mm. This is the same. The even the interface is very similar. Home button they've gone down that path again and. It did take a little bit of getting used to. You press it too hard. You got Google up there. You press, don't press it hard enough. You got to type in a password. It doesn't make a feel. It doesn't feel like you're pushing yeah. it. Apple's nailed that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'll give you that. I think it takes a bit of getting used to. But uh, the device itself, though, I was pretty impressed. If, if you don't mind it looking like an iPhone, it, it is which it is most people wouldn't so. mind. Yeah. And, and the only thing that they haven't copied, as I've said in my story, is Apple's price tag. It's only 598 bucks. Great price. And the device itself is very impressive. Five and a half inch screen. Full HD, AMOLED display, so really nice bright screen, almost yep. sort of Samsung quality yep. bright screen. Uh, 6.58 millimeters thick, so it's very sleek. And has the black color that you can get with the iPhone 7 as well. And the gold. It's got a built-in screen protector. Comes with a case, which I think is really smart. Always good, mate. You, Oppo nail that. They, 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 they think, well, the, these case manufacturers aren't going to build a case for us. So we're going to build our own. It's, yeah. it's included with the phone. It's in the box. Great idea. Uh, and look, I think this is a sort of device where it, the specs are very impressive. It's got an octa-core processor, four gig of RAM, 64 gig storage. Mm. And if you want to, there's two SIMs, dual SIM card slot. If you just got one SIM, you can use the other slot to expand Micro the SD. memory. So yep. very handy. The camera, 16 megapixel both ways, yeah. front camera and rear camera. I Amazing. Did ta- I did take a selfie with and without the beauty mode, and there was mm. quite a difference, actually, there. I took a photo You're of, uh, of time, Logan there. <laughs> and look, the camera Ziggy, the camera, Zaggy. the camera quality is impressive. So, Folks, he called self- it Logan. I mean, it's yeah, Zaggy. It's Logan, yeah, right Logan. here on Two Bikes Talking Tech. named after Wolverine. Okay? On, his na- on Two Bikes Talking Tech, his name is Zaggy. <laughs> Zaggy, all right. But camera, big tick, can shoot 4K as well. Uh, has got all, all the all the modes. Can can do can do uh, 
take what what do you call it the, the burst mode it's got burst mode panorama mode all of those beauty mode which you need quite a bit beauty mode Trevor <laughs> and performance wise get the really and and have you you've have you tried the fingerprint reader it's the best how the, fast it is Oppo and I've said this for years Oppo make yeah. the best fingerprint that reader is what on the I, planet what I noted in my review I said that is faster than a Samsung phone or an iPhone the yeah. fingerprint reader remarkable battery impressive day and a half day and a third. Uh, and that's full-on use. That's mm. using it as the phone and uh, has got a quick charge as well. So you can get a couple, of, uh, couple of hours of battery, ch- just a few minutes charge gets you a couple more hours. So I think one thing they left off, though, no NFC. So you can't use this for um, Android, Pay. Android Pay or any other type of payment yep. there. Uh, so, look, if, uh, if you're not into that, that's not quite a deal-breaker. But uh, the, the device itself is... I think uh, if you're looking at a mid-range phone that has got a lot of the most of the features you'll find on an expensive device, the R9s I think ticks most of the boxes. I, I'm, I, as I said, the home button. The only disappointment for me was the home button. I would have liked it to be four ninety eight. Um, I do think yeah. five ninety eight is is a, is a top end price, but it'll probably come down in a month or two. Yes, and you could also get on a plan if you want. You get on a, on an Optus, Vodafone, Virgin, Mobile, starting at thirty eight a month. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Techguide.com.au. And my go-to headphones that are sitting ready for a, a flight tomorrow, the uh, Sony MDR-1000X. Okay, they haven't asked for yours back, have they? They've asked for mine back. I just chose to ignore that email, but that's They okay. were a gift to me from Sony from that, IFA last year. Okay, I'll remember that. I'll say, no, oh, you gave them to me, I'll say. <laughs> but MDR-1000X, and look, you've got to remember, this is a Sony pair of headphones, okay? Yep. Noise cancelling, wireless headphones. Sony have... They invented the Walkman, for Christ's sake, okay? They know a lot about audio. They changed audio. And their heritage has been poured into this device. They, they've got terrific sound quality, excellent noise cancellation. Mm. But let me explain one thing, though. These are a $700 pair of headphones. People think, why Why should I pay 700 when I can buy a pair of Bose headphones for 500 mm. The QC35s, which is kind of the go-to would you agree? Noise cancellation. Totally. Totally. You see 35s, best on the market, They're wireless, noise cancelling. $499. Yep. Now, I said, is it worth an extra 200 My answer is a resounding yes. Yep. Starting with the design, I think they they look really good. They don't look cheap and plastic. They've got a nice leathery feel, really comfortable to wear, soft ear pads, really nice soft headband. You can wear these on a on a trip across town on a bus or on a flight to London. You'll be comfortable all the way. Uh, that the noise cancellation is, I think, probably the best noise cancellation I've heard on a pair of headphones. Wow. And that is for a number of reasons because, A, you get this brilliant noise cancellation to begin with. So the silence you can enjoy is incredible. But you can actually control it. There's it's even optimized to the shape of your head and the way you the way you wear your headphones. You can even have all these other modes that let you hear voices, so you can hear maybe your your flight being announced. There's all these ways you can modify your normal mode. Lets you hear, say you're walking near a road, it lets you hear traffic nearby. So there's ways you can adapt that noise cancellation. The other thing I really liked about it was the control of your music. Now, the right ear cup allows you to swipe, has gesture control. Yep. And if you need to talk to someone really quickly, rather than having to take off the headphones, you just simply cover the right ear cup and it stops the music instantly. Yep. You can talk, take your hand off, and then it will, it'll play again. And, and I haven't even gotten to the audio quality yet. So all those features, you're yep. wondering why it's $200 extra. That's why. Audio quality, again, Ticks all the boxes, really beautiful balance, nice level of level of bass that doesn't overpower everything else. Uh, and and Sony have nailed it. The clarity in all you use, whether you use listen to heavy metal or classical music, every tone and every yeah. note you'll hear brilliantly. So that is why I think that it'll, it is worth that extra money. And of course, battery life, you get about 20 hours on the battery, comes with a really nice case as well. So I think one of the best noise cancelling pairs of headphones that I've heard. I, I I gave it five out of five or 100% on my review on Tech Guide. Couldn't agree more. As I said, I've been using them for, as my go-tos for a while now. The thing I would say to you is that it's very interesting to me as I search while you, you're giving your review. Um, I had a lot of people on YouTube say to me the price is ridiculous compared to um, actually you know, one in thing America, I left right? out was high, it's high-res audio capable and can capable. upscale your music to high-res. Yes. Now, you know the seven hundred dollars price tag is there. I got to tell you, 
This is interesting to me. They were on. They were at JB Hi-Fi for four ninety nine. What? Yes, but they're not anymore. Oh. So I, had a sale I, I think Christmas, I, well, they're not, they're not even available at JB Hi-Fi. So I wonder whether they just got rid of the stock and went no more, and they're yeah. only at Harvey Norman now. But I saw them at the airport and at JB Hi-Fi for four ninety nine. Wow! So I would be that's a bargain. If you run to get them exactly, if you if you are going to Harvey's, for example, I would twist very hard on the on the price. Remember that you can always negotiate price at these kind of places. Mm-hmm. Um, so well worth uh, trying to drive down that price because you should be able to get them for uh, a similar price to the QC35s because Sony need well, to compete. But it is, I yeah. said to Sony, look, they're so good. It's amazing. But I'm not sure people will be drawn to them with that price. Yeah. So you, you're kind of better off being well, the same price. My, my theory is that if you're really into your audio, mm. you pay more. You're, you're happy to pay more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think the customer who will buy this thinks 700 that's a bargain. They'll yeah. buy it with all those features, the quality, the high-res capability. That, that's, uh, that's a no-brainer, I think, for an audio file. Check them out, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, a nice long one for our listeners and My here. minute reviews were longer than a minute, I think. They were a touch. Just a touch. <laughs> Maybe a minute added, 01. Added, added, added value for, on for episode free. 285. Right. Uh, a big right. show. A lot of great data deals out there, folks. Love to hear what you see in the market and also give us your feedback on any of the stories tonight. Uh, on uh, Twitter, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick with a PH, uh, our relative uh, respective uh, Facebook pages, uh, Tech Guide and uh, EFTM. You can find us on Facebook. Always comment with a ziggy zaggy hashtag, Stephen. Let's do it again next week. Absolutely. What do you reckon, I'm episode up, 286? I'm up for that, 286. Absolutely. Yeah, I right. think we can make that happen. Two blokes talking tech.